The Jim Davis Show on the team. From the Buzz, Arthur Miller, Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And is one about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. You have some holiday grumbling you need to get off your chest. Perfect day to do it. And you can win a bottle of Talon Wine. And also uh, get qualified for this month's never-ending contest with Mesa Jewelers where you can win diamond earrings. Be a nice late Christmas gift. Valued at $6,495. Get the details at the team1340.com. So keep in mind, though, if you win today, you can pick up your prize tomorrow, your bottle of wine from Talon Wine. After but that, though. After that, on the 22nd, uh, we'll be closed. We're closed on Fridays, by the way, the front office is. But uh, we'll be open on June, or no, I said June 1st, January 2nd. And so we'll be closed the 22nd and then back open on January 2nd. So our office will not be open. So if you're planning on coming by, I'll oh, swing by next week. Well, yeah, uh, don't, no. do, don't do that. But you can win today and get qualified for the December Neverending Contest with Mesa Jewelers. But you can't pick up your prize until January 2nd. So uh, do keep that in mind. All right, 902. Jim along with Cake today. You can text or call us. Got something to complain about to holidays driving you crazy that kind of thing uh oh diehard responding shots fired by diehard uh-oh yippee mr falcon connor doesn't know what he's talking about them's fighting words right there mr diehard I wish, I wish we could have i wish we could have got diehard on the phone with connor patched him in and hear them go at it Mono a mono. But see, then that might cut in cut in precious time for our next guest we have here on the program. <laughs> I bet but I bet Brian would he would he would sit back and wait a few minutes to see these these two go at it. If we ever asked like, like John McClane and Hans Gruber. If we ever asked Brian what his take is on the whole Die Hard as a Christmas movie or not debate. I don't know. Should we find out? Why why not? Let's let it be today. All right, here we go. Talking CSU with the voice of the Rams, Brian Roth, on the Jim Davis Show. And he is the voice of the nationally ranked Colorado State Rams men's basketball team. Brian Roth, good morning, Brian. How are you? Morning, gentlemen. How are we? Uh, we're doing fine. Okay, let's get this out of the way. Because we had Connor McGahee on, does the Avalanche. I asked him his favorite Christmas movies. And they were all fine, wonderful Christmas films. And I brought up the, the growing chorus of, of members of the pile here of our staff as well that feel like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So Brian Roth, where do you stand on the, it feels like eternal is Die Hard a Christmas movie debate? Okay, well let's just end the debate right here. It is most certainly definitely not a Christmas movie. Oh, I like the way you set it up. But it's going absolutely on during not. Christmas time. It's an action movie that's set around Christmas. It's, a, it's a Christmas party that, that John McClane crashes along with Hans Gruber and his guys. 
It's it's full of holiday cheer and gr- memorable Christmas songs. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, that would not be a Die Hard. I no. I finally have given up. We got a listener, Die Hard, that's been pounding on this for years. Buckeye's been pounding. I'm like, okay, fine, you guys. I, I basically, I think I've kind of phrased it as, if you guys think it's a Christmas movie, okay, fine. And I'm just kind of like, fine. I'm, I'm tired of the, I don't know. If, I think I said, okay, fine. Yes, it is. If that's, but I've, I've given up. I've succumbed to peer pressure, Brian, and I'm very disappointed in myself. Because I don't really, <laughs> I don't think I feel it the way I should. I just don't. No. No, no look, I mean, this, this, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a, it's a Bruce Willis action flick. That, that is certainly an epic movie. I love the movie. It's awesome. But, you know, I'm, I'm just as fine to watch that in the middle of the summer as, as I am to watch that in the month of December. Now, I don't watch It's a Wonderful Life in the middle of the summer. I don't know who does that, right? Um, but that's, Die Hard's a fine movie year-round because it's an action movie, right? So, I mean, I, that, that gives you everything. If, if it was a Christmas movie... It would only be a movie to be consumed around Christmas time. Makes total sense to me. Makes total sense to me too. So next time, uh, next time, you know, any of those folks ask you about that and tell you, "Hey, it's a Christmas movie," say, "Okay, well, I mean, is it a movie that you can only watch in December?" And of course, the answer is no on that. You can you can watch Die Hard whenever you want. Well, well, our listener Die Hard already he fired off a text that Connor doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm waiting for you. You you will get a response from him. I'm sure. You will he will <laughs> challenge your Die Hard is not a Christmas movie uh, logic. He will. He'll just do it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and well, I, look, I'm I'm right. He's wrong. Imagine if he would have taken if Jimmy Stewart, and they could have taken It's a Wonderful Life and merged it with Die Hard. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, yippee ki uh, Mr. Falcon. Oh, oh yippee ki Mr. Falcon. <laughs> nah. yeah, funny story, by the way. Um, um, so, it was, what was it, this past weekend? This past weekend, I, I showed my 12 year old and, and my 8 year old um, It's a Wonderful Life for the first time. And so I, I looked it up. I just, you know, said, I have Comcast, you know, said, It's a Wonderful Life. And it, and it popped up and it was black and white. And my kids wouldn't watch it. They're just like, like oh, no. dang. No, I'm just not watching. But then, okay, then after much, you know, arguing back and forth, being like, you're going to watch it. It's a wonderful life. I started. It's the holidays. <laughs> There's a lot of lessons in that thing. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is a tremendous <laughs> actor. Right. So I finally, I, I, so I searched around a little bit, and I found the colored version of it. Ah. My kids watched it. It's That's amazing. what it took, right? It, it, it took the colored version of that to get them color. to buy it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, of course, they were scoffing at some of the, you know, again, that movie was made, I think, what, 1940-something. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it, I just like, look, you got to look past that stuff. you got to look past it and just understand. And so, you know, some of the stuff went over their head. I had to, understand, I had to get them to kind of uh, bring them along a little bit on the financial stuff and why he was in trouble and all that <laughs> stuff. But, uh, yeah. Well, see, that's part of going to to Roth University. You learn, that's right. you get history lessons from Jimmy Stewart about <laughs> about more than just the holiday season, about finance. So I think it's that was a, a pause that 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 should, that goes once again, and another reason why Roth University is America's number one university, headed by a play by play guy. That's right. That's right. A homeschooling play by play guy. Right? <laughs> there, there you go. That that's. 
That would be a movie I would watch. I'd want to see that. Maybe, yeah. Uh, by the way, Die Hard, it's been accepted in the arts community as a Christmas movie. Why does Denver Center of the Performing Arts play the one-man show Yippee Kaye during the holidays? I did, is, that, is that apparently a show? I don't know. Apparently that's a, a legitimate thing. You want to look that up for me? There? Uh, sure. While, while we talk to Brian about the reason he's actually on, which is to talk about CSU Rams basketball. Brian Roth joining us today. Uh, after the loss of St. Mary's, uh, get CSU Pueblo out of the Armac, and it took a little while to get out of the blocks, but uh, the Rams taking care of the Thunderwolves on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it did. And I, I was talking to Nico Medved before the game on Sunday. It had been eight days since the Rams had played. Uh, they had finals all week. Uh, they took three days off. They're trying to get healthy. And Nico said, look, I, I, I can see us coming out of the gate slow in this game. And it was the CSU Pueblo team that had a league game in the RMAC against South Dakota Mines uh, um, two nights before. And so, you know, they, they're in the basketball mode. It, it took the Rams probably five, six, seven minutes to kind of get their, get their legs underneath them. But once they did, you know, obviously they obviously had too much for, for, for CSU Pueblo. But, you know, the one thing that I was really impressed by in that game is the support from, from the community that is now starting to come out and, and really embrace this basketball team, Jim. And I can't tell you the last time. Now, now students are gone, right? So yet finals last week, all the students are gone. They have gone their separate ways for Christmas and winter break. But there were, I mean, there were 6,000 fans in attendance for that Moby Hold Day and virtually zero students. And so it was the Northern Colorado community and, and, and Ram fans from up and down the front range that came out on a Sunday afternoon. Now, it helps that the Broncos weren't playing, for sure. Uh, but, you know, against a, a non-Division one opponent, and to get 6,000 fans out there, they're allowed, they're engaged. And it, it was really fun to see because it, it gives you an idea of the excitement that's kind of been building around this current basketball team. And why not? I mean, look, they're 10-1 in the season. You're ranked in the top 20. <laughs> if you can't get excited about this, then... Maybe you're just not a Ram fan, or maybe you're just not a college basketball fan, and you should find other interests because this is an awesome team, fun to watch. It, and again, they they were pretty good once they had to kind of get going uh, on Sunday night. And a guy that had a really good game, Trevante Jackson, got chance to play more. Jalen Lake and Josiah Strong out, both those guys, a couple of really good perimeter defenders, and both out with injuries. And so Jackson had the opportunity to. To, to get more playing time, season-high 11 points, uh, didn't miss a shot from the field. He had uh, five steals as well, uh, Trevante Jackson, with a, uh, with a, with a really good performance uh, in, in that uh, game this past uh, Sunday over at uh, Moby Arena. Yeah, you know, so, so Jackson's an interesting kid. You know, he, was a, he was a big-time get for Colorado State from Las Vegas. Comes to CSU last year, and he backed up Isaiah Stevens to the point guard last year. And, and, and if you remember, and most people probably don't, but the game against Colorado in Boulder last year, where Colorado eventually kind of got going and, and you know took a tie game late in the stages of the contest and turned it into a 20-plus point game by the end of the game. But he was really good in that game. And I think he had 14 points. And here's this freshman playing in front of 10,000 fans and a rivalry game, and it just didn't phase him. He was really good, and all of us were looking around saying, man, Jackson could be a stud. I mean, this is the heir apparent to Nico, to uh, Isaiah Stevens. Well, later in the season, I mean, he got kind of beat up by San Diego State and uh, kind of 
kind of got got right in in the conference, and his confidence just completely swooned to the point where he wasn't seen the floor very much at the end of last year. Well, he had a knee injury here in the spring, trying to recover from that. He had sickness and a reoccurring knee injury here in the fall. Basically, hadn't seen any practice time in October, leading up to the start of the season. And, and Nico Medved and staff were thinking about redshirting Jackson. Uh, they just, hey, we don't know what to do with this kid. I mean, his confidence got shot. But he has played the last couple of weeks, Jim. And he just looked like the kid that played at the event center in Boulder last year, playing with the confidence. He's long. He's six foot two. He's uber athletic. He can really defend. And it's really fun for a kid who has lost his confidence to come back now with some injuries getting an opportunity to showcase himself once again. And he has taken the opportunity and run with it. And he's a great young man, and it's it's so much fun to watch him have some success here this season. Yeah, finished with, with 13 points, but had a, a, an outstanding game against CSU Pueblo. Neat Clifford, 13 points. Isaiah Stevens doing what he normally does. He's impactful for the for the uh, Rams with, uh, with 18 points. And Patrick Cartier finished with, with 13 points. And so now it's Loyola Marymount coming up on Friday. Uh, faced them last year uh, at Moby, picking up an 87-71 to 71 victory. Uh, what can you tell us about Loyola Marymount here in 2023? Well, they were picked to finish fourth in the West Coast Conference. And, of course, you know, the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. Uh, San Francisco is right up there. They're, they're good again here this season. They have been over the last five to six years. And Loyola Marymount is, is right there. They were a 19-win team a season ago. Uh, brought back a couple of starters that were really good players for them last year. And then, like everybody else, they have just gone to the transfer portal. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was working on them here this morning. We're flying to L.A. this afternoon. But you you just look at their their roster, and it's just transfers. Their leading scorer is a, a, the guard from Gonzaga, who was a role player at Gonzaga, wanted more playing time. Goes to Loyola Marymount, and he's averaging 15 points per game for him, Dominic Harris. And then LSU, North Carolina Central, Oklahoma, right? I mean, Texas. <laughs> These are all previous schools of guys on their roster. And we're seeing more and more of that, obviously, as we go on. And you don't have to sit out a year anymore for, for transferring. And so it's, it's easier to restock and rebuild through the transfer portal. And, and that's kind of what Loyola Marymount has, has done this year. Metrics aren't that high on them. I think last time I checked, they were 172 in the net. So it's going to be a quad three game for the Rams, which means you, you need to win it. I mean, it's going to be a bad loss if you lose it. But I know our coaching staff will, will tell you that this is not a game where you show up in L.A. on Friday night, roll out the ball, and chalk up a win. That's just not the way that's going to work. Uh, this is a, a club that can, can be really good, in particular, on their home floor. So the Rams are going to have to come out and play well and get still shorthanded. No Jalen Lake, uh, no Josiah Strong, two of your top six players and two of your best perimeter defenders uh, in a team that has, has a lot of good guards. So uh, CSU certainly going to have to play well. They're going to have to shoot well. And if they can, and they do, they should come away with the win on Friday night. But that's not an easy chalk up a W type of game coming up. Brian Roth, voice of CSU Rams, with us today on the Team Sports Network. Today is National Signing Day, and, of course, Transfer Portal has been open for business for a while. Uh, Brian, with, uh, of course, today being the early signing period, 
give us kind of a, a snapshot of uh, what Jay Norvell is doing in terms of bringing in uh, new talent to Fort Collins. Well, uh, I think they have signed 14 as of right now. Uh, as was the night nine sixteen in the in the morning. The the biggest of the guys that that have signed with them is the wide receiver named Jordan Ryan, uh, Jordan Ross. And he's a kid out of Southern California from Anaheim, a four star kid who uh, committed to him back. I think it was August, maybe, and he was a big get. And so you know you get a four star kid that that commits to you in August, and that's all fine and dandy, but you just worry, okay, he's committed, but we have four months until that Wednesday in December where, you know, he's, it's time to put the, you know, where the rubber meets the road, you got to put your signature on that letter of intent. And and he signed this morning, which was, he was out. There wasn't, wasn't any indication that he was going to waver from that, but you never know. I mean, (laughs) Jay Norvell and coaches all across the nation will tell you stories where, Hey man, we, we thought we had this kid right up until the morning of signing day. And then, Next thing you know, you get a phone call like, "Hey, coach, um, look, an offer has come in at the last second from, you know, University ABC, and I'm going to go with them." So, um, but you know, we we got to wait for this whole thing to to kind of uh, shake out. But he is kind of the guy that is going to headline this class. Jordan Ross again. Um, remember that name? He's five ten, 170 pounds. Uh, they got the best running back out of the state of Arkansas. Good name. Jalen Dupree that I know our coaching staff is really, really high on. And then uh, went to Southern California again to get a quarterback, a dual threat quarterback, a guy named Darius Curry that isn't very big, uh, but is is a dude that can really, really run and, and a guy that obviously can pass too. You're not going to be recruited into an air raid offense by Jane Orville's coaching staff if you can't throw the football a little bit. But you know, we've seen some of the quarterbacks. Jay Norvell had it at Nevada, here at Colorado State, like the bigger pocket passers. But they went to Long Beach to get a dual threat guy and, and Darius Curry, and he's not going to see the field next year. We don't think, maybe not the year after, but that'd be an intriguing guy to kind of keep your eyes on. A guy that can do it both with his feet and with his arm. Some other players from uh, from state of Colorado, uh, Zach Smith, three star offensive lineman. Uh, there was a Thunder Ridge. Uh, Part of the, the signing class, Dagan Myers, uh, defensive back at, at Chatfield as well. Uh, also, uh, defensive lineman Jack Moran from Ralston uh, Valley High School. I saw the Post had an article today about how the portals impacted negatively high school recruiting. It's focused on Colorado, but it's, uh, the portals have an impact on high school recruiting. Brian, across the country, as we know, uh, just uh, your takeaway on that, because certainly with the case of Jay Norvell, there has been intent on trying to get uh, to, to recruit local products uh, to the Rams roster. Well, no question. And, and I, I think that, and, and certainly with what Deion Sanders is doing at, at Colorado, I mean, you know, Colorado's not going to be a focus for Deion. He's going to recruit nationally and he's going to recruit mainly transfers. That's just kind of the, the MO that you know, Deion has said that they're going to go with. Uh, but, you always want to recruit your state, right? But you're not going to recruit your state so hard and take guys that you don't believe can play at the level that, that you need guys to play at to win football games. And you're not just going to take them just because they're in-state kids. Um, you know, if you, if you go too hard into that, you lean too hard into that, you're going to, you're going to get hurt. But 
that doesn't mean that there's not value in the state of Colorado and guys that want to play for your school. And, you know, we've seen a lot of that with, with CSU here these days. I mean, just look at the secondary, and you have a kid like Jack Howell, who played at Ballard right. with Demick, and Henry Blackburn, who played at Fairview High School up in Boulder, and guys that wanted to be Rams. And, and that that there's there's something to be said for that. So, But this is a staff that, when, when they got here, they went out and hit the state hard and introduced themselves to, to high school football coaches across the state. So I do believe that they like getting Colorado kids if they feel they're good enough to play at the level that they need them to play at. Uh, you mentioned Dagan Myers, a kid out of Ralston Valley. You know, his dad <laughs> was you know, one of the all-time greats here at Colorado State, and Greg Myers. Oh, yeah. A fourth award winner. And so uh, he's got some pretty good pretty good bloodlines and obviously ties to uh, the, the, the Colorado State University. But one more note on, and I didn't read Sean Keeler's article here this morning, but with, with the amount of movement in the transfer portal, and, and a lot of times, you know, schools are leaving scholarships open for transfers. I mean, so we see what Dion's doing at Colorado. It, it it does open the door a little bit more to some of the high school players. And Jane Orbell has spoken about that, saying some of these high school kids that normally would be, be getting recruited harder by maybe some of the Power 5 schools now are, are, are kind of being overlooked. And he says it's our job at a school like Colorado State to be able to go in and pick some of those kids up. And maybe the Jordan Ross kid is a, is a good example, the four-star wide receiver from from Anaheim, uh, they really feel like CSU does that. That with the transfer portal, there's just there's more opportunities to to get higher level high school kids. Now, <laughs> what we're seeing, Jim, question is, can you keep them once they very true sophomore in the year of, of college after you've developed them, right? And so that you know you might be able to get a higher level kid out of high school. Now the question becomes, can you keep them moving through uh, the course of their collegiate career? Absolutely. Hey, Brian, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And a safe trip out to L.A. Appreciate the time, as always. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Yippee-ki-yay, Jim. <laughs> All right, my Merry friend. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Brian Roth, voice of the CSU Rams. Check out his uh, Rams Insider podcast at the CSU uh, website, by the way. Also, nice. you can hear uh, his work on uh, the Varsity Sports app as well. 922, got uh, Conrad Villaforte coming up in just a moment. Uh, for, for Colorado, you look at their top 11 hard recruits today on, on the early signing period. Aaron Butler from uh, Calabasas, California, listed uh, as an athlete, guys playing on both sides of the football, is kind of considered one of their, their top guys along with the seat in the offensive tackle from IMG Academy. None of those players are from Colorado. They're all out-of-state kids. And so it's... And I know in the article that Sean Keeler wrote, he, uh, when he was talking with Dave Logan, Cherry Creek's coach, that Dave's contact with the Buffs was Tim Brewster, the tight ends coach, and Bill O'Boyle, the offensive line coach. Both now gone. Guys are now both former members of that staff. All right, 923. Jim along with Cake today. Coming up next, Tieti Sensational Career at Colorado Mesa. He's now starting his professional journey as a member of the Grand Junction Jackalopes. Coming up this summer, Conrad Villaforte joins us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a Happy Hanukkah. From the Grand Valley to Rifle, Delta to Montrose, this is the Jim Davis Show. Nine 
727 and uh, with us right now had a sensational career as a member of the Calvary Mesa Mavericks baseball team now a member of the Grand Junction Jackalopes baseball team Conrad Villaforte joins us Conrad always a pleasure Merry Christmas to you and yours thank you so much Merry Christmas to you as well it's good to speak to you again oh it's always great speaking with you uh, it's what been a busy period here where your girlfriend graduated you're getting ready to start a professional baseball career there's, there's a lot going on in your life my friend <laughs> yes, there is. It's definitely a, a busy time for everybody, um, uh, but it's a little extra busy this year. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, the decision to sign with uh, the Grand Junction Jackalopes play here in town. Kind of take us through that process and, and how that came together. <clears throat> um, just to keep it nice and short, uh, last last summer there was, some, there was definitely some interest there, um, just Kind of the, the cards didn't fall into place with roster spots and all that good stuff as as the, our Mesa team season uh, ended, you know, in the middle of their season and uh, just the roster spot didn't come up. But uh, I stayed in touch with with them and um, you know just this off season talking to talking to some other teams and they they ended up offering me a spot and I, I couldn't I couldn't resist that so. Well, last year for the Mavericks, 422 batting average. Uh, you had a sensational season uh, with, the, with the 81 hits. Uh, you knocked in 78, finished with uh, 12 home runs, second best on the team for the Mavericks. Uh, playing some some left field. Uh, what's the uh, what's the the take, or what are you hearing from uh, Chris Nabishu, the the manager of the Jackalopes, about what you might be playing for the the Jakes moving forward? Um, it sounds like it's going to be a mixture of. Uh corner outfield and first base um i played you know first base throughout my whole career at mesa here and there um but it's something i feel comfortable doing and um it sounds like it's going to be a mixture of both um but as long as you know i get to i get to stay in the lineup and hit uh, i don't really i don't really mind what i play out on the field um i, I really enjoy both positions corner outfield and first base um i'm just really really excited for the opportunity and you got uh, your your maverick teammate we hope to have on the show sometime here soon uh, matthew turner's also signed with the with the jackalopes so get a chance to continue that relationship uh, with matthew turner yes um that was that was awesome the awesome to hear uh we ended up signing uh, around the same time um and uh you know, they they told me that he was signing with with the Jackalopes as well, and uh, you know, I haven't haven't got to play baseball with him in a couple of years, and um, I know he has some professional baseball experience already, so he's kind of someone I could lean on and uh, you know ask ask questions when needed, and um, he's a he's a good friend of mine, so it'll be good to get back on the field with him. He's uh, my former roommate, so um, we definitely have some good memories together, and. Uh, it's always good catching up with, with friends like that. Former Maverick Conrad Villaforte joining us today is signed with the Grand Junction Jackalopes. Uh, your old skipper, Chris Hanks, uh, of course, uh, knows what it's like to, to go through the, the professional ranks as a minor league baseball player. What kind of advice has Skip been able to give you about uh, about the professional chapter of your career, Conrad? Um, <clears throat> just just accepting that it, it's going to be a grind. Um you know, we're going to be playing six out of seven days a week, sometimes seven out of seven, and uh, definitely going to be an adjustment uh, for me who 
has never, well, I guess if you're not playing professional baseball, you're never really going to do that uh, in your career until then. So just, just accepting that it'll be a grind, um, you know, just making sure to make sure your, your nutrition's good, you're still working out, uh, your body's feeling great. Um, just kind of the, the aspect of the whole mental side of it. Um, and then just, just earning, earning a spot. Um, that, that'll never change it, no matter at what level you're playing at, uh, is earning that spot and earning opportunities. Um, so he's, I mean, he's a great role model. He's, he's, you know, one of the best baseball minds out there. So, you know, having him around here still in Grand Junction and, you know, and I could consider him a, a good friend of mine. So, um, you know, someone I can lean on as well, um, right here in town is, is, is good to have. Conrad Villaforte, former Maverick and member of the Grand Junction Jackalopes baseball team with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, I know you're a, a, a personal fitness trainer, that that's, that's something you've been doing. How do you balance the pursuit, Conrad, of a professional baseball career with also, you know, the, the fact you've been trying to earn a living out in the, out in the regular world? How do, you, how do you make those two come together? <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge, but... Um, I couldn't have asked for a better situation. So I'm, uh, I'm training full time right now. Um, pretty much, you know, eight, 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 eight hours a day on average, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to cut back after, after the new year here, um, to prioritize baseball. So I'm going to dedicate a couple hours a day to baseball training. Um, but. When I when I have a lunch break or something like that, I'm I'm in the gym working out anyways. Um, so it's it's a good it's a good balance there. And then once once the season starts, um, you know I'm I'm somewhat moving over to some online personal training stuff where um, I'm learning from some coworkers on on how to do that and uh, hopefully be able to balance be able to balance both and continue to grow in both careers. Um, that's something that's a goal of mine. I don't want to go away from, from either of them. So um, that's where my head's at right now. And certainly you're used to traveling uh, as a member of the Mavericks and playing in the RMAC. That's, uh, that's nothing new, but, but certainly uh, the travel becomes even more interesting. Lots of, of course, stops here and in, Grand, in, in Colorado, as far as the, the Pioneer League goes. But, um, you know, there's, there's also, and I've seen how it works out schedule-wise, with the Oakland Ballers out in Oakland, California, to be part of this whole thing. Have you heard how that's that's going to work in terms of travel and things like that? You know, I have not heard um, how we're going to get there and how we're going to get back. Um, it would be really nice if we were able to get on a plane. Uh, but Really nice. I've been on, I've been on plenty long <laughs> bus trips uh, with Mesa. You know, we've gone out to California. Uh before Idaho, um, wherever, and you know, there's been some, some 10, 10, 11 hour bus trips in there, um, maybe even longer that I'm totally accustomed to, um, and I'm, I'm definitely, definitely able to handle it. But I'm super excited. I mean, we're going to go to some, some bigger cities. I know we're going to, to Boise, Denver, Colorado Springs, um, and I know there's some teams out in uh, Idaho. Obviously, we're going to Northern California now. Um, which is which is super cool. I've got I've got a lot of family out in Northern California, um, so it's it's going to be a really cool experience. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Conrad Viaforte of the 
uh, formerly the Mavericks baseball team, now member of the Grand Junction Jackalopes with us on the team sports network. Uh, Conrad, a couple of uh, away from baseball questions for you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you uh, and your girlfriend, your family, by the way. I uh, do want to ask you this. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, favorite Christmas movie. Um, I mean, how could you like go wrong with the elf, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buddy that's, the elf. That's definitely one that's up there. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, a, a perfect Christmas movie for no matter what mood you're in. Um, so I, I'd probably have to go with that. Do you have a teammate that reminds you of Buddy the Elf, a former teammate that's like Buddy former the Elf? Teammate. Yeah. Um, former teammate, maybe Harrison Rogers. Okay, I can see. Yeah, uh, that tracks. I can see Harrison, yeah, being, being kind of like like Buddy the Elf. Yeah, very enthusiastic yeah, guy. He'd, uh, he'd appreciate me saying that too. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure. Have you talked to to Harrison lately? Uh, yeah, I was on the phone with him a couple weeks ago. Um, I know he's having a a great time over over at Duke and uh, playing some some good competition. So I'm really excited for what he's about to bring bring this spring for them. All right. One final thing. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Um, I don't know if I can answer that for you. I don't know if I can answer that. Well, <laughs> are, you, are you afraid you're going to get into trouble if you answer that? Because, <laughs> yeah. Because we've already yeah. had... Uh, well, a couple of guys. We've had a couple of almost Con- fights on the text yeah, line. Con- so, Con- I mean, Connor McGahee, radio voice of the Avalanche. No, it's not a Christmas movie. Brian Roth, voice of the CSU Rams. No, it's not a Christmas movie. So they're they're yeah. these are guys with some pretty solid reputations. So if you throw yourself into that camp, you've got good company, Conrad. I'll probably I'll probably have to lean with their opinion there. So uh, <laughs> you got some yeah. boys that are going to give you some grief if you say it's it's not a Christmas movie. Is that, is that <laughs> the concern that you got friends that uh, peer pressure? Look, Conrad, I I sadly kind of succumbed to that at one point because we got guys. One of our listeners, Die Hard, because he loves he loves the movie Die Hard. He thinks it's a Christmas film through and through. I got worn down over there. I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, it's a Christmas film, whatever. I probably don't really think it is, but I just gave in to peer pressure. I'm I'm glad to see you not succumbing to peer pressure here, because I, I feel like you're 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 expressing how you really feel, and whatever your buddies say, yeah. or your, whatever the, the you know your friends say, out of heck with that. Yeah, good yeah, for you, man. Exactly, exactly. Good for you, Conrad. Hey, have a merry Christmas. Appreciate it, and looking forward to 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 seeing you out with the Grand Junction Jackalopes and. Uh, uh, the start of your professional baseball journey. I appreciate the time. Enjoyed, of course, you uh, the, the, the way you played with the Mavericks. Uh, always classy and did a great job for the Mavericks. And appreciate the time today. Of course. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you as well and your family. And uh, have a happy new year, okay? Likewise. Take care. Conrad Villaforte taking a strong stance. Of course, it took me mentioning Connor McGahee, Brian Roth. Others, I was say, others you... saying, no, it's not a Christmas movie. He might have felt threatened. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just trying to say, look, you're you're in some good company with some 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 solid names in the broadcast industry that don't feel it's a Christmas movie. So, and guys that guys that are not afraid to, to take on the, the kind of grief that they'll get from Die Hard or the other the others out there in the Die Hard is a Christmas movie world. See, th- this just means that tomorrow, if we have Mark Johnson on, we'll have to ask him. 
So did you ever look that up? Because Die Hard did send me the leg. Yes. So the um, <laughs> oh jeez, the the yippee kaye. It's a real thing. So uh, playing now at the Denver Center for, for Performing Arts through Saturday, um, <laughs> acclaimed retelling of a Christmas of uh, uh, sorry of a classic film Die Hard from Richard Marsh, who is a uh, London Poetry Slam champion. BBC audio drama best scripted comedy award winner. Uh, it says this, this joyfully funny show heads to the U.S. after rave reviews in the U.K. And uh, it's a one man show retelling of Die Hard. <laughs> you know what? Recommended age 14 plus. This, uh, this you know what? I would want to see this. Okay. I kind of I want I want to see this. I kind of um I think that might have to be a um cuz it's it's last performance is this Saturday. And you'll be over in the front range. I'll right? be you'll over be on the front range. So I don't know. Might uh might have to phone up the the parents and say, "Hey, you like uh, art, <laughs> right? You like shows and stuff. Theater. Live theater. So I'm trying to think, is this a one-man show? I think it is. It looks like it is. Look, it's, it's a one-man one man show. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm jealous. If you get to go see this, I'm, I'm, I'm actually legitimately jealous. I don't know if Kenda would want to go see this. I don't know. She might. She might. She might be game for it. She might go, yeah, sure. Why, why not? Let's go see it. Up Who knows? I, I will have to ask my wife later and give you the answer tomorrow whether or not she would actually go see this. But I'm, I'm color me intrigued about, about seeing it. Guess he's performed it in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, it's Formed in a variety of different countries and places, and what she would think. Okay, is it really is it really going to go well in Edinburgh, Con Scotland? I like it. I like how it says content warning: divorce, foot trauma, German terrorists. <laughs> oh, tr trigger warnings. Uh, who are the Germans? The Germans? Who oh, the Germans? Stop it, Mister Barnes. Sorry, it's nine forty-one. It's time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, go to uh, 1921 baseball commissioner Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Cast the deciding vote to return to best of seven World Series in the best of nine format. The American League votes to return to best of seven World Series. The National League votes to the best of nine. The, the, the uh, best of nine series is used in 1903 and then 1919 through 1921. 1966, the NBA grants a franchise to Seattle, expand the league to 11 teams for the 67-68 season. Also, 1980, NBC experiments by not providing commentators for the national broadcast of the game between the Jets and the Dolphins. I remember watching this. Oh, yeah. It was weird. It was eerie. It was, it was wrong. The, it was just the nat, the nat sound. Jets win at 24-17. 
Also on this day, 1985, North Carolina sets an NCAA record with 18 block shots in an 87-55 route of Stanford. And who would have thought in 2024 that will be a conference game? Now it is. But here we are. Uh, but here we are. Uh, 2005, Kobe Bryant scores a career-high 62 points, and the L.A. Lakers beat Dallas 112-90. Bryant scores a franchise record 30 points in the third quarter and sits out the fourth after outscoring the Mavericks 62-61 over three quarters. And that's this day in sports history, 943. We'll take a break. We'll wrap it up. Somebody's going to win a bottle of wine today from Talon Wine. Once again, it makes the perfect holiday gift. So uh, do keep that in mind. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah. From the Grand Valley to Rifle, Delta to Montrose, this is the Jim Davis Show. 947. Thanks for listening to the program. Great song. Hundred percent agree. All right. So on tomorrow's program, you'll be back with me. Mm-hmm. And on tomorrow's show, we'll have uh, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, get some thoughts about uh, early signing period today. It starts, of course, today for high school football players signing with uh, with college programs. We'll uh, have that uh, with Mark tomorrow. We'll also have uh, who is it? We'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, no teams team of the week. We're going to take off, uh, take that off of the holidays. So we'll bring that back after the first of the year. But uh, make sure you join us tomorrow. Uh, give us a full three, seven to ten here on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. All right, it's time to open up the lid and hop in. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the Team. You got something you want to uh, lead off with? Um, at the moment, no. But uh, I'm I will do some dumpster diving myself. Well, and I appreciate, by the way, uh, Die Hard sending us the link for that uh, for that the Die uh, Hard one man show. Oh, uh, I, I just I think I'd want to see it. I do. I think I really would want to go see the the Die Hard show. Just just for the sort of like. You can't look away factor, right? Like, you know, kind of like a car crash. You know you shouldn't, but you just can't help it. You can't help it rubberneck. You just can't help but do it. All right, apparently uh, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan coach, is drawing interest uh, from NFL teams as uh, the season comes to a close. Add the Los Angeles Chargers onto the list of reported teams interested in Harbaugh. Though, not sure if Harbaugh is interested in going to the LA Chargers, and uh, there continues to be this feeling that uh, Harbaugh might be a target of the Bears, because he played quarterback for the Bears. Right. And uh, that might be where he ends up going. Of course, Chargers looking to replace Brandon Staley. and But, but Dean Spanos is known for being kind of a cheapskate when it comes to spending money on coaches. So that might throw a little monkey wrench into whether or not uh, Harbaugh is a target of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers moving forward. So we talked a little bit about this yesterday, Awful announcing doing their offlies where they 
ironically put out the best of sports media. They have their best play by play and best analyst of the year. Would you care to guess? We'll start play by play. Who do you think won best football play by play for 2023? Is this NFL or college? This is NFL. Kevin Harlan. Nope. You're close. Same uh, company. Jim Nance. Ian Eagle. Ian Eagle's really good. I don't know why that would, why I wouldn't say Ian Eagle before. I, I like Jim Nance, but Ian Eagle's really good. His, his son's really good too. All right. What about best, no best analyst for the for NFL broadcasts? I know a lot of people love Greg Olson. They're, and I think he does a really good job. Man, um, best analyst. I'll, I'll go with Greg Olson. That is correct. Okay. That was the awful announcing's best analyst of the year, 2023. Charles Davis has kind of grown on me a little bit. Not, he's not the best, but he's kind of grown on me a little. I haven't watched enough to make a, a decision fully, but I'm... I'd be interested to see how far Matt Ryan goes as an analyst yeah, in the booth. Good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it'll be really interesting when uh, Tom Brady finally comes up in the booth. I think I saw somewhere some social media posts that said what Fox should do is they should get Brady, Gronk, and soon-to-be former Patriots head coach Bill Belichick and just give them a show together or or basically give them the reins of Undisputed on FS1. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that would be uh, great or not, but... Uh, I don't know how good Brady's going to be. I just don't. Listen, he's starting to kind of mouth off a little bit about how he views the quote-unquote modern NFL that he played in not two years ago. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, you've only been out for a year, buddy. I get that you're old now, but, like, you, you're you not that far removed from the league. Back when I played in Back 2021. In my day, the year was 2021. We, we only had... We didn't have this fancy... <laughs> Trends for portal. And... I'm an old man. I hate everything but Matlock. Ooh, it's on now. Oh, it's on now. All right, I I, I got to play this because I I haven't heard it yet. All right. Remember Mike and Nori? He was on uh, Michael Malone's staff. Was with the Nuggets previously. It's not a name that rings a bell off the top of my head. But Mike and Nori's now. Um, I think he was in charge of the Nuggets during the during the summer league. Okay. He was, on, he was on Michael Malone's staff. Okay. And so he's now coaching in Minnesota. And apparently Mike Inori likes to use, likes to channel his inner Ted Lasso. Here's some Mike Inori, Minnesota Timberwolves coach. Nothing fast, break points, boom goes the dynamite, there goes our lead. We got to treat Maine like you do the elf on a ship. No, come oh, on, did it freeze? Find him. So he makes everybody comfortable, he's like popcorn during Saturday night movies. Our paint defense was like 7-11, open 24 hours. Realized they had it's on like Donkey Kong the way they started out. First time all year that we were kind of on almost like a hot mess express. <laughs> hot mess I love express. It. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Hot mess express. Oh, that's, that's, that's some great stuff from Mike and Nori there. 
Like 7-Eleven open 24-7. Oh. That's so good. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I just, I'm blown away, just boom, just remembering all those so quickly. Uh, anything else you have? Uh, nothing, nothing for me. <laughs> um, we got two days left, and then it's vacation for me, so. Okay, here's one to react to this morning in the, in the little bit of time we have left. Okay. Fox Sports' Ben Verlander, brother of Justin Verlander, says that Shoei Otani is the most important signing in Dodgers history and not Jackie Robinson. What? Wait, wait, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. The signing that broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. That's less important than... Than Shoei Otani signing. Not that Shohei's isn't significant, but like, bruh. I mean, everything has its context, and you got to put it in its historical context. But still. Does he not understand? Does he not remember that Jackie there was Robinson? A, there was a whole movie made about it with Chad Boseman, R.I.P. Did he not remember that that happened? That's the thing, buddy. That's the thing. You no, know, Tony could be the best player to ever play for the Dodgers. That's a possibility. Not that Jackie Robinson is certainly the most expensive liver, Hall of Fame player, impactful for them. But no, you, in terms of historical perspective, no. Jackie Robinson is still the greatest signing in Dodgers history. That's our show. Back to you tomorrow morning at seven.